Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your Chief Lounge Lizard, and your host for this episode of the show. Today we're going to be talking about the games of E3, <laughs> a topic that sort of got swept under the rug during the console wars opening shots. And joining me is fellow gamer, uh, Billy White. Billy, welcome to the lounge today. Glad to be here. Ah, glad to have you here, and uh, it's always it's good to have you back in these in these lounges. Now you're you're uh, you're rejoining us, and so I always enjoy your perspective on things. <laughs> I was gone for a while, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so I guess I mean let's just cover the quick E3 news. I mean obviously we did we did an entire show on uh, basically the console war, which was what everybody was was talking about at the show, and and how. Uh, Sony pretty much drop kicked Microsoft <laughs> out the door with, with their with their oh used games thing and and I have no idea how Microsoft didn't see that coming. I mean that was just uh, they like they set, totally set themselves up to get slammed. So I don't know. You what almost wonder if so they then, weren't like talking to each other like, hey, we'll both do this, and then Sony like backed out at the last minute. That <laughs> I I don't know. I mean I, I you almost hope it's something like that because or else. These marketing guys are just stupid. I mean, they're like, you know, if we paint a big target on us and stand in front of their guns, do you think they might shoot us? Right. I mean, I don't know what they're thinking. So then, then, so now the news that came out uh, like a week after the show, they were like, uh, okay, forget it. You can play used games, and and so Microsoft pretty much, I mean, totally backpedaled. I mean, uh, were you surprised that that? They came out so quickly and were like, okay, we, we, we put up the white flag here. I expected it to take a little bit longer, but then like with how how much they got hurt and like pre-orders and everything like that, like PlayStation 4 just annihilated them in pre-orders for the Xbox yeah, was, One. Was, and I think if I remember right, the Wii U sales went up like almost 200%. Yeah, the Wii U sales went up, and then the ratio of the PS4 pre-orders to the Xbox One pre-orders, it started out, like, right after the show, it was, like, 3 to 2 or something like that. And then, uh, and I remember looking at the top sales charts for, for Amazon, and the number one thing was PlayStation 4. Uh, the number two thing was actually The Last of Us, which is an exclusive PlayStation 3 game. And then number three was um, the Xbox One. Uh, but, you know, being number three on the Amazon chart is still yeah. pretty good. But then I, I think that ratio kept increasing and getting worse and worse for them. And they just they just had to they had to go with the life preserver at that point. I mean, so. So I I don't know. So at the the last show we did, you said you had no interest in the Xbox One. Does do you do you have more interest in it now? Um, honestly, I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm not like jumping on it mainly because it is still a hundred dollars more than the PlayStation Four, and that's mm-hmm. a huge hit for me because it's like ah, they're both gonna have a lot of the same games on them. The games that were coming out for Xbox One. They had a couple games that, you know, I was thinking, well, you know, that's a cool exclusive. I thought Rise looked okay. Um, mm-hmm. I, want, I want to mention Rise, too, when we start talking about the games. But, um, well, yeah, that and, like, a couple other games. And and I don't I don't know the official standing on Metal Gear Solid Five if it will be a, uh, an Xbox One exclusive or not. I don't think it is. But that would definitely, like, sway me towards it if it was. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes makes sense. Uh, I th- I think um, yeah, I mean, it may it may the the neat thing you know hearing you talk though, it sounds like you're back to considering it for the game value as opposed to, I mean, it's kind of dumb that we as gamers have to decide on our console based on DLC legal policies. I mean, it should be about the games and about the performance of the game. <laughs> yeah. And stuff. So I guess it's back. And then there was that rumor that they're actually going to sell an Xbox one without the connect attached for like a hundred dollars less. And, and see, that uh, would be perfectly fine with me because I think, especially after the whole NSA thing, nobody wants a connect in their household. I, I was get, yeah, I don't, that's just weird. I mean, and even if it's not the NSA looking at you, I mean, I mean, you're putting an always on device in your house. I mean, somebody could watch you. I mean, it doesn't really bother me. If somebody wants to watch me, uh, you know, sitting around in, in my pajamas playing games for eight hours a day, then that's cool with that with me. But, you know, people with kids and stuff like that, I would think that that, that would be something that would bother them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, we know that obviously the big three aren't unhackable, I mean. <laughs> no, we've seen that. We've seen that. I've got some canceled credit cards to prove right. it. <laughs> so, but, um, so anyway, so that was, that was the, the, um, the news. So, but then let's get, let's get into the games because I, I want to focus on the, on the games. And it's interesting that you brought up Rise because that was one of the ones that really, really took me by surprise. Uh, you know, Todd says that that game was originally a Connect title. And if you look at the game, knowing that, if you look at the gameplay, I could totally see where it would have been a connect title because he's like, okay, raise your shield, you know, and then the arrows come in and throw your spear. And I can just see you standing in front of a connect like, okay, and it it turns into a game of like dance, dance, Roman revolution (laughs) where it's like shield, spear, helmet, helmet, you know, or something. But but it looks like they got rid of all that and just turned it into a a pretty cool game. I, I was intrigued. I mean, maybe just because we don't get to see. Like, you know, that Roman theme isn't really that well done. No, and it's not – it's never portrayed, like, in the in the main genres. I mean, uh, Assassin's Creed is brought in, like, kind of like the older the older style, the older era into games. Mm-hmm. But a lot of games are either – they're going, like, you know, futuristic or, you know, modern, modern warfare, stuff like that. There's not really a lot of games that are taking place in the past. Yeah, and the um, the the one specifically uh, the, the, to deal with Rome because there have been a lot of Rome games, but they've the, all the ones that I can think of, all the good ones that come to mind have all been like strategy yeah. games where it's like you know you are the Roman Empire and that type of thing, and and those have been neat. But I liked how this one was sort of in the trenches with the guy. It just and the graphics looked really good, and uh, I liked how they were trying to assault something. You know, it, it just seemed. Uh, it's it seems really cool. It seemed like it would it would appeal to me. Um, uh, you know, is it enough to make me want to get an Xbox One? Pro- probably not quite. Um, <laughs> but it's definitely a neat a neat title. Uh, so I'm glad that I'm glad that we both kind of agree on that. So that's kind of cool. So maybe maybe one of us will get an Xbox and we'll be able to try it out. <laughs> one of us will take a um, hit for Jen. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then um. Uh, a lot of people were talking about. I mean, since we're on the thing about the about Xbox and exclusive titles, a lot of people are talking about the the Sunset Overdrive game. I thought that looks stupid. <laughs> Hell, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's definitely different. I mean, I, I can't say it's bad because the only. I mean, we only really saw. I I never really thought that that was a 
like a gameplay trailer, even though they kind of presented it that way in like the first person view. Yeah. I was like, no, this isn't actual gameplay. But yeah. I mean, if the gameplay is good, it, it's kooky. That, that's for sure. It's overly stylized, but maybe it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Shella said it kind of looked like Bulletstorm. I thought it kind of looked more like Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, like <laughs> the whole – he puts – I noticed he put like orange soda or something into a gun and shot electricity. I don't know. It was – And then, yeah, and a guy saves you with like a record player that's like firing, you know, old, old vinyl <laughs> at people and things like that. Um, I don't know. It, it, looked, it looked neat. It didn't look like my type of game. More, you know, more like but, a rent. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, that's cool. And then, um, what did you think about, what, what did you think about the game that everybody's talking about is, is Titanfall? And I, I will, I will wait to hear your opinion before I venture my own. Um, but everybody seems to be really impressed with Titanfall. And of, even of the, of the people who were buying Xbox Ones before they changed the DLC policy, like who were still like diehard were getting an Xbox One, a lot of those people, when they asked them why they were doing it, they said, well, because they wanted to have access to Titanfall. So Titanfall, I think, was probably the biggest game as far as popularity at, at the show that, that people really thought was, was cool. What, what was your opinion on, on the whole Titanfall thing? Uh, see, it's kind of like it, – it's up in the air for me because, I mean, at, at one point, I, I do love, like, you know, mech genres, things like that. You know, give me the giant mobile suits, mechs, robots, all that jazz. So I'm like, okay, well that looks kind of cool. But then mixing it in with like the elements, like the element, it looked almost too generic first person shooter at the first person shooter out like moments of the game. It yeah, didn't really, like, that popped to me. Yeah, I mean, well, first when I saw it, the first thing I thought was Ring of Red, which was a old PlayStation 2 game that haunted me for <laughs> a long time. Uh, mostly it haunted me because you couldn't, you couldn't save within the level uh it wouldn't let you save within the level and the levels were like four hours long so you could you could get to the last five minutes of a level and get killed and be like oh you know s (laughs) i've got to play the whole thing again and there was a way to do it but you had to save to a memory card because it let you say it like like if you had to go to lunch or something it would let you save but but then it wouldn't let you um you couldn't save and try something out and get killed and then go back to your save. Like it only let you save one save huh. uh, as you went. So you could save it to a memory card, and then you know the PlayStation Two had the two memory cards, so you could then copy that <laughs> save to a second memory card, and then use that if you screwed up. Um, but that was all you could do. That's so. a horrible but, um, system for having to back up, though. I mean. It was it was really bad, and I don't know why they did it. But uh, but I like you love like mech combat type of games. I mean, on the PC, I've played, I mean, all the all the different mech combat games. I mean, Mech Commander. Um, you know, I even got into the. Um, uh, it was more generic uh, than like the Star Siege titles and things mm-hmm. like that. I love I love the mech games. Um, so I was really intrigued when I saw it at first, but. Looking at it, man, you're right. It looked kind of generic. I mean, it didn't. It didn't really. There wasn't really anything that looked that great to me. I mean, it it looked okay, but I wasn't super swayed by it. So it's interesting. That's why I wanted to hear your opinion before I ventured my own, because I didn't know if I was the only one that thought it looked a little on the generic side. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say it looks bad, but I mean, it doesn't. 
eh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and and then the whole thing about the... I, I uh, Yeah, I think that's right. I think it's a good game. I think it looks like it'll be an interesting game, but I don't think it's... I don't think it's a good enough game to to pull people to one console or the other just because it's exclusively on that one yeah. console. Um, so I don't know. And then it was funny they were talking to the, the developers at the show, and they weren't entirely convinced that it was an exclusive title either. They were like, "Well, it's exclusive. We think you know for a while or something." You know, <laughs> which I mean, if like, it is a timed exclusive, that would make that would make more sense. Yeah, I mean, so it'll eventually probably, well, at least it'll come to the PC. It probably may also make it to the the uh, the PS4 at some point uh, as well, or the PS3 and the Xbox 360. Since there's a lot of games that are coming out for every console in existence. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was the other thing that I thought was interesting was that a lot of the games are coming out on multiple consoles. Because like, like uh, I'll bring up Watch Dogs because Watch Dogs is one of the games I'm really looking forward to because it looks like it has all the elements that I would like in a game and, and it was shown at E3 you know obviously uh, but Watch Dogs is cool because it's open world so it looks neat but it looks a lot more sophisticated than like a Grand Theft Auto title because you've got all the hacking elements mm-hmm. and, and so forth and it just looks like it almost looks like a thinking man's Grand Theft Auto well when that originally came out when when you originally saw it the Watch Dogs trailer, uh, it was like they didn't really say what platform it was coming out on, so I assumed it was coming out for this generation. You know, it would be on PlayStation 3 or Xbox 360. And then it was at the Sony reveal event, and I was like, oh, man, it's a next-gen thing. Uh, you know, And now they're like, well, no, it's actually both. So it's like coming out on PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. I mean, have, have you ever... I mean, it's ne- the, the industry's never done that before, where they've had new consoles and games are coming out for the old consoles too. I, I think part of what it is, and I'm sure you've noticed this too, I haven't seen like any graphics on the Xbox One or the PS4 that has just blown me away and said, that is so much better than what I'm already seeing on my PS3 or my Xbox 360. So I think a lot of games do have the ability to play on both consoles because it's not it's not a big graphical upgrade. I mean, you know, maybe there's a few more specs like, you know, so many polygons per model or whatever, but it's still appearing like the same, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the real interesting thing. It's it's I mean, I don't I don't know why that is. Like uh Probably the best-looking trailer I think at E3 was the Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag. I mean that just that just looked amazing, and I thought, well, there's your there's your graphical pop that you're not going to see everywhere else. But then I did something kind of funny. I went back on my PC and, and I loaded up um, Assassin's Creed uh, 3 and I played some of the naval sequences and stuff, and I'm like. No, the graphics look pretty much pretty amazing and the same there. It so, really makes you're you right. wonder, like. Besides Nintendo obviously needing to release something besides, you know, the Wii, <laughs> did we really need a next generation of consoles? I don't know. I mean, last year when we did the E3 show, we were talking we were talking about, oh, you know, we thought, well, maybe we'd talk about consoles, and then they didn't. And we were all kind of like, well, we're kind of glad. I mean, there's no game that – there's no game that I sit down – in front of my PlayStation 3. And, and, and I mean, there are games that I'm disappointed with. There are games that aren't very good of or course. whatever. But there's no game that I sit down and say, 
Oh, it's a really good-looking graphics, but oh, if only I had a better processor, it would look it would look so much more realistic. Uh, I mean, the one thing that I'm, I guess I'm sort of looking forward to, if they do it right, is uh, the performance issues, especially like with the PlayStation 3 and Bethesda games, because Bethesda Bethesda's like probably my favorite company. You know, they make they make Skyrim and they make the, the mm-hmm. Fallout games now and everything. They're they're amazing, but they're not that great with PlayStation 3 programming, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of their games on the PlayStation 3 have problems, and a lot of the delays and stuff for seeing DLCs and stuff, I think come, I think happen not so much because Microsoft has paid them, but because I, I think they have trouble porting it over to PlayStation 3. So I, I am looking forward to the PlayStation 4 better performance, and apparently it's a more of a PC-type architecture, so the developers will have an easier time and stuff. So, you know, that's that's cool. So I'm looking forward to better performance, but you're right, I'm not really looking forward to better graphics. Yeah, like at this point it's like, you know, if I could get like a consistent 60 frames a second, I mean, sure, that would be nice, but not all games need it. Yeah, I mean, I was just playing a game last night. I'm doing a review of a, a game called um, Defender's Quest, which is a um, – it's like a, you walk around this map, and then you have these little tower defense battles and stuff. And it's a really fun game, and I'm playing it for like four hours before I even notice that – that the time, and I'm upgrading my troops and stuff, and it's it has this little cartoon st- side story that comes up, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of, like, the, a Titan Quest type of game. Um, but, you know, the, the graphics are terrible. I mean, the, <laughs> the cartoon the cartoon looks okay, yeah. but the, the actual battles, you know, all the, the zombies are pixelated. I mean, I could have played it on my original IBM PC, and I'm sure it would have ran fine. Um you know, from 84 or yeah. something. Uh, but it was a fun game, and it didn't need the graphics. Yeah, and it's just, so, I, I don't know, maybe maybe we're supposed to be more excited about this than what we are, but I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I think, yeah, they gave us they gave us too much with this current generation. It <laughs> was less, a big of, jump. It, well, it really was. I mean, I love my PlayStation 2, but there were games where you sat down on PlayStation 2 and you were like, you know, you, you would run through you would run through the water and you'd see a little ripple and you'd be like, oh, that's so cool! They added that little graphical flair. But there were games that like really needed needed it uh, an upgrade, um, and I think they got it with the current generation. Oh yeah, so it's I mean, kinda... we're seeing pores on people's faces in current generation <laughs> games. I'm pretty happy with that. Right, right. Well, I mean, me and you are PC game are the, probably the more PC gamers of the of the group, and so we've kind of been. I mean, we've sort spoiled. of been spoiled. <laughs> yeah, because you know, people on the console are like, "Oh, look how amazing it looks." I'm like, "Yeah, that's about three year old PC graphics." Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we we spend the cash to get the graphics card and stuff so that we can see it, but you know, we have been seeing it for quite some time. Uh, so uh, another game that. Uh, I thought it looked fantastic, and Shella thought it looked fantastic, and you got pissed off about it. Was the Final <laughs> Fantasy game? So, so uh, explain to me why you don't like Final Fantasy. Uh, what the hell is X XV? Or, yeah, fifteen. <laughs> okay, I will say that graphically, it looks like an amazing game. Um, Gameplay wise, story, everything about it looks interesting. Okay. My problem is. 
Final Fantasy has had this this way they create games. When they create a new numbered game, it takes place in a whole new universe, a whole new world. You know, it's a completely different setting. Does that go all the way back to the original? They've yes, been doing this the, the entire time. The whole entire time, every game. You know, if it's a main numbered game, like obviously, like you know, ten two and Final Fantasy thirteen two take place within right. the same world as thirteen, but. But like three and four are yeah yeah worlds. three four five they they all take place in different worlds. Okay, is that that's why some of the worlds you're like in space? Yeah yeah you stuff. see like huge jumps in technology and think like magic right. works different in each world and everything. Okay. And with fifteen, fifteen takes place in the same world that thirteen does because fifteen was originally oh uh, was it final it, it was called Final Fantasy versus thirteen. And it was being developed for the PSP, and it basically fell into development hell, where it just didn't seem like it was ever going to come out. <laughs> and so to kind of, like, satisfy Final Fantasy fans for a numbered Final Fantasy game, they kind of, they just renamed it and released it as Final Fantasy, and are, are releasing it as Final Fantasy XV. But it was originally from the 13th world. And it world. still is. It oh, still will be part okay. of 13th's world. Now is that with like lightning yeah, and all yeah, those it's all, guys? It's all those guys like lightning, snow, and Saz, and everything like that. Which, I mean, I liked thirteen. I don't think, I don't think thirteen warrants all the extra games it's getting. Because I mean, they've had like Final Fantasy thirteen, thirteen two, thirteen three. Uh, Fifteen is a thirteen game. Uh, Type Zero <laughs> came out in Japan. It never came out. I don't think it ever came out in America. No, because it was a PSP title. But yeah, all these games, and it's like this is like. It's getting the same treatment that Final Fantasy VII got. But Final yeah. Fantasy VII had to wait ten years for people being like, Square, do more with this world before they did anything with it. Well, I mean, could it be – I mean, well, you don't think the thirteen was overly impressive. But I mean, but there are people that – like uh, the other Final Fantasy guy who loves – Final Fantasy stuff is is Neil, and he's like in love with Lightning. I mean, he just thinks Lightning is the coolest character ever created. I mean, I, and there must be a lot of people and like that are, yeah. for them to <laughs> for them to do I that. So that's just I like. My gripe. <laughs> well, okay, okay. I liked uh, I liked the little redheaded girl. I can't remember oh, her name. Vanilla. Um, yeah, yeah. Is she still around? I, honestly, <laughs> I have no idea. I think thirteen. I think thirteen three is supposed to have a lot of those characters return. Okay. But, I don't know. It's eh. <laughs> I just just thought I'd check in on her. See how she was doing. She's probably she's probably dead and I don't know it. <laughs> Maybe. So um so another game that uh has been getting a lot of buzz, obviously because of you know, having um you know Ellen Page in it and everything is uh is uh Beyond Two Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh which now there's well, um, let me see. First off, are you excited about Beyond Two Souls? Let me, let me see where you are on the plane of existence with Beyond Two Souls. I don't know where all the hype's coming from. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, I've seen trailers for it and everything, and I get that like it's you know watching this girl grow up and everything like that. But I don't get like it has such a fan following behind it right now. Like everybody is excited for it, and I'm just looking at it like it doesn't look. I'm not jumping up and down. <laughs> I mean, right, I might play right. it, but it's not. It doesn't particularly appeal appeal to me. So, well, what what hooked me was because it was um, f- from um, uh, Quadric Dream. You know, the guys that made that made Heavy Rain. Yeah. And 
I thought Heavy Rain was one of the best games that I have played in the past 10 years. Heavy Rain is just an amazing – it's it's more of an experience than a game. I mean, it was just – you were so sucked into the story and the characters. And it's told in – it's told with four different characters and you look through the eyes of the four different characters. And it's interesting because as the story progresses, progresses, the four characters have different goals that are competing against each other. So you work really hard as one character to do stuff. And then suddenly you're another character and you're working against (laughs) yourself. So, I mean, it was, it was interesting, but I just, and I like the, you know, it just seemed like a really good storytelling experience. And it's the only game I think in the history of the PlayStation 3 that I can think of that my wife actually played all the way through. Well, my yeah. wife who's not a gamer. You know, so here is me who's, you know, I guess considered a hardcore gamer who played it all the way through and really liked it. And then there's my wife who's not a gamer who also really liked it and played it all the way through. So I can see the audience. So I was kind of hoping that Beyond Two Souls would be like that. The trailer that was shown at E3 actually made me think of the game less <laughs> because, uh, well, the original trailer, it was like mysterious and she's doing an interview with the cop and you don't really know what's going on. And, and I could just see that that's like a heavy rain mm-hmm. setting where it's like, OK, he's going to leave the room and now I'm going to have like 30 seconds to rifle through his drawers and try to get the handcuff key or something like that. You know, and I'm assuming it would be something like that. And then. You know, Beyond Two Souls, the trailer they showed E3, and she's like in the military and like hiding behind cover yeah. and jumping out strangling guys and stuff. And I'm like, what? That's, you know, suddenly it's become generic game 101. Yeah, it, it's a big departure from the previous games by the studio. So I, I don't know. So I, I don't know if I'm. You want to have that like developer like trust, like how everybody, it doesn't matter what Bethesda releases, everybody trusts them that it's going to be good. If if it's if it's developed by them or really supervised yeah. by them, like I, like I was kind of uh, I was kind of wary when they let Obsidian take Fallout New Vegas, but I really liked how it came out. But like they they used to, they don't I don't think they do it too much anymore. But they used to come out with like Star Trek games and Pirates of the Caribbean games and crap like that that they published. But they really didn't have anything to do with it, and those were all <laughs> terrible. But you knew the ones that Bethesda said this is a Bethesda game are going to be you know yeah. top notch. Maybe Quadric uh, didn't want to get into. I, maybe they didn't want to be pigeonholed as you know the just the deep storytelling type of gaming. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't. Yeah, that, but... that seems like the perfect thing to be a part of. But I mean, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think you need to add you know combat in Iraq because we get that in like every Call of Duty game and every everything it, it's else. It's just bland you know? anymore. I mean, we've been seeing that same setting for like ten years now. I know we've been we've been fighting the war a lot longer than we've really been fighting the war. (laughs) (laughs) So I I don't know. But, um, you know, I'm still I'm still interested in it, but I I lost a little bit of interest uh, in it. Um, You know, and, and, you know, one of the games I'm I'm looking forward to, Shella just finished her review of um, The Last of Us. So that's the game I'm looking forward to playing. And I just need to get some free time and some free cash to get to get it. But, uh, you know, that's, that's the type of game that's for me. I like the dark brooding game where it's really sad and at the end everybody dies. And see, it's that's, funny that's because, me. like, I liked <laughs> Naughty Dog, like, pre-Drake. I, I, yeah, the Drake. Yeah, I liked yeah. Jack and Daxter, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I know what you, 
I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Well, no, it's just, it, it lost me. It was like, this isn't what I was, you know, hoping for. Yeah, uh, the one thing about The Last of Us that I was worried about, that it would be too much like Drake's Uncharted. Um, not that Drake's Uncharted, I, I don't hate the Drake's Uncharted games, but it's, it's a lot of jumping puzzles and stuff, and I hate that. So, but, but Shella says that, uh, The Last of Us doesn't have a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of climbing to get to the next level, but it's not, you know, running and jumping to a platform that's, that's fall, or a train that's falling off a cliff, <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. So, so I'm, so I'm I'm still I'm sure, I'm pretty excited about it. So um speaking of um uh so so I guess Titanfall was kind of like the 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 game that everybody was excited about for the Xbox One exclusive. What did you think about the Order 1866? I mean we, we didn't really get to see gameplay, I know, but it seemed like an interesting Yeah, I was going to say like concept and setting wise cuz it looked almost like a very like a steampunk Victorian era almost. It reminded me, and this is a bad example, but it reminded me of a game called Damnation, which had that, but it was a horrible game. Ended up being a horrible <laughs> game. <laughs> um, but again, we didn't get to see, we didn't get to see gameplay, so I don't, I don't know. Kind of have to like reserve you know, it, judgment until then. Yeah, I mean, it could be a really cool trailer, and then, you know, you're just the standard guy standing behind a chain gun running through a Doom yeah. level, so I don't know how they're going to do that, so, but, uh, kudos to them for, you know, Peaking our imagination a little bit. Um, Infamous, I'm not. I'm not super excited about Infamous. I, Infamous is a game where I played the the first couple. Well, I played the first one, and then I started playing the second one. I never finished any of them. You know, it's like it, they they kind of get repetitive after a while. Um, so I don't know. I'm not super excited about Second Son. I know a lot of people are, and that's cool. But it's just. It's not really for me. Maybe it's because all the skaters in high school <laughs> thought I was I was a nerd, so <laughs> I'm not into the skater culture as much as some other people. It looks more yeah. interesting to me than any of the other infamous have. But I mean that's that's about okay. I don't know. I never I never got like into the infamous thing because it and prototype kinda came out like at the same time and were pitched very much as like, you know, very, very went- similar games. And you went prototype? Well, here's the thing. I played prototype, and I was like, why is this game fun? Like, I don't understand <laughs> it. I mean, nothing is fun about being dropped into the world as a god and just beating up for people for, you know, ten hours while you get through the story. I like challenge, and it didn't offer that. And then whenever everybody tried to pitch me, like, infamous as being like, you know, oh, it's like prototype, except you shoot electricity instead of weird flesh. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, well, thanks. I know to stay away from it now. Well, I'll tell you, Infamous, at least from the the original game, was pretty darn hard because the monsters were like – but it was like ridiculously hard in places. Like the monsters – the respawn rate on the monsters was just intense. Like you – every – like I, I ran through the – you know, because you have to get through this city. It's like a city that's under siege. Well, no, they've sealed the city off because people are mutating into monsters or something and um, – and, and you mutate into like a superhero type thing. Uh, but anyway, um, the city is kind of hard to navigate. So I would like run through like an intersection and be like, okay, there's the seven 11 and I need to go down here. And then it'd be like, uh, and, and all these spiders spawn and you have to fight them all. And I swear I walk like 10 feet and realize I'm going the wrong direction. 
I'm like, oh, okay, I need to turn around and go back. It's it's to the west. And the damn spiders respawn right again in the exact same spot, in the exact same way. And I'm like, I just killed you. Ugh. So that's what kind of got me a little bit tired of uh, of it. But it was it was it was a neat game. I'm just I'm just not super thrilled by the by it. So, um, so those are most of the games that were shown at E3. I mean, you know, there was also some others. There was the, um, uh, you know, the the racing game. Uh, uh, I can't. I don't. How did? How do you pronounce it? Forteza or? Oh, uh, um, Forza. Forza. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and that looks cool. But I mean, doesn't every console have a racing game that comes out as a launch yeah. title? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm just I'm not into racing games. I mean, it was cool that it was cool that you could see the tire smoke and stuff. I, mean, I don't care for you know, the uh, the simulators at least, like Gran Turismo and Forza. It's like I can go drive my car all day long. <laughs> Granted, it's probably more expensive than buying the game, but if you give me like an over the top arcade racer, like how like F Zero was, or um, even borderline, like some of the early Need for Speed Undergrounds, like where it was just like crazy crashes and Burnout was Burnout did a really good oh, job burnout, with that. Yeah. Those were the racing burnout. games that I thought were fun. Yeah, yeah, I think Burnout Three was probably the most popular racing game on the on the PlayStation Two, and it was all about crashing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was all about not driving well. <laughs> so, um, oh, I suppose we should mention Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain, with the new with the new voice. <laughs> yeah, which I don't have as much of a problem with as Todd does. I do think it's weird that like all of the biggest voice actors are no longer being cast in their primary roles, but yeah, well, I mean, to me, I think it, I, I mean, I don't. I'm not a Metal Gear. I don't play the Metal Gear series. I have nothing against it or anything. I just, I, you know, it's one of those ones where. I think you kind of have to sort of get into mm-hmm. it, uh, uh, and so like I didn't. So like I don't know if, uh, if five would come up and I wouldn't understand what was going on or oh, something. Oh well, yeah, uh, I don't know. The voice actor change, and I don't know. May, maybe Todd sees it differently than me, but the guy who's going to be playing Snake, Big Boss, whatever you want to call him, is the same guy who played Big Boss in Metal Gear Solid Four. And they were mm-hmm. like, well, you know, we want to change him from David Hayter, who's, you know, Solid Snake, to the big boss voice because he's getting older now. So we want that that gruffier, you know, voice that we used in 4. And I'm like, well, that makes sense, honestly. Now, mm. the Kevin Connery switch for Batman? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't quite I wasn't quite sure why 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 they did this. I mean, to me, to me, it actually it actually sounds like um it's, it sounds like what they wanted to do was – it sounds like the developer got some money and decided that he wanted to have a Hollywood actor, you know, playing the playing the role now. Like he didn't want to have um, – I, I mean – and it's kind of sad because you have these voice actors who get really good and re- they're really well known mm-hmm. in the industry, right? But then, you know, when it comes down to it, he's not Keith or Sutherland. So it's like, you know, a Hollywood actor can trump a voice Which, actor. I mean, yeah, that happens. It does happen, especially with, especially with like, you know, bigger animated movie appearances. Like how mm-hmm. every time Disney brings one of like, you know, Miyazaki's movies to America, they always cast like legitimate actors as the voice actors. Mm hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind, it's kind of a it's kind of a sad occurrence when we're seeing it happen. Actually, within 
the industry itself, within the games yeah. itself, though. So I don't know, but again, not being a Metal Gear guy, I can't really comment on it. I I I think that I think that David Hayter probably could have done the voice just fine. I think they could have probably told him, "Snake's older now, give us an older voice," and I think he's probably talented enough Fair to do enough. that. <laughs> I know I watched like the well, first ten minutes of the game, and it was, and I don't know, maybe this is like, maybe it's stupid that I was excited about this, but. Watching this, he has to crawl out of a hospital, and he's he's been in a coma for, like, years is the way the fifth game starts. And he mm-hmm. legitimately has to crawl, and he's struggling to walk and to crawl because his, his muscles have deteriorated after the whole time he spent in the bed. And I was like, that's such a cool feature. I don't know why I'm so, like, excited to be a weakling at the start of a game. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, it'll probably make you actually crawl using your connect. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Get on the floor and crawl while the Kinect watches you. <laughs> uh, and that'll be uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, all right. Well, thanks, Billy, for joining me today. Um, I think we uh, we we covered a lot of the games. It I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of cool games that are coming out for the new consoles that we can all be excited about. It sounds like there's a lot of cool games that are coming out for the current consoles. So, I mean, a lot to look forward to between now now and Christmas. So. Good time to be a gamer, I guess. <laughs> unless, unless, uh, unless it's a bad time to be a gamer because you can't afford to buy all the stuff that you want to buy. <laughs> uh. So, okay, well, Billy, thanks for joining us today. And uh, for those of you who are listening at home, uh, let's see. You can write us at ginloungeatgameindustry.com. You can also join us on Facebook, Pinterest, uh, Twitter. <laughs> uh, there's a few other. Google Plus. Uh, Shell, is, Shell is off this week, but she would be really mad if I didn't mention <laughs> Google Plus. Uh, we actually have more followers on Google Plus than we do on Facebook. Really? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So the Google Plusers are coming through for us. So shout out to all our awesome Google Plus fans. And, all right, we'll see you next week right here at the Gin Lounge. Take care, everybody. 